Hi, I'm Martina McBride. You know, I've known these shady ladies for a very long time, and I love to hear their stories. But you have to take them with a grain of salt. Now, these tales and opinions are not for the faint of heart, and this podcast is not suitable for children. But then, neither is the music business. (laughs) So light one up and lighten up, because you're listening to the Shady Ladies of Music City. Is this on? Are we doing it now? What are we saying again? I'm Evelyn. And I'm Susan. Some people refer to us as... The Shady Ladies of Music City. Hi, we are watching the Academy of Country Music 56th Awards, Academy of Country Music. And the show opened with a duet with Miranda Lambert and Elle King, and it was called I'm Too Drunk to Go Home. So obviously the girls are going to get into the drinking thing to try to push their way onto the radio. (laughs) But Miranda looked fantastic and sounded great. And Elle King can really, really sing. So I thought it was interesting that they chose to open the show with this song. Well, I thought it was interesting, you know, that they were opening the show with women, which doesn't happen that often. And obviously that's the premier spot on, you know, the award show is the opening number. I thought they did a great job. I thought it was really visual. Their costumes were great and complimentary. And uh, I liked it. Good job. I liked it, too. They sounded good. They looked good. Miranda looks so happy. She does, and she looks beautiful. Yeah, she looks beautiful. Her skin, She's just glowing. But anyhow, I like the opening of the show. It's better than having... Four guys up there singing some rowdy song that made no sense. And then I thought Keith and uh, Mickey were really good in their opening, and I thought she looked beautiful. And Um, Keith looks fantastic. He just gets better looking as the years roll on. He does. And he's so relaxed on camera. Maybe it's all those years with Nicole. Well, it's nice to see, you know, uh, you know, an interesting pairing of hosts this uh-huh. year. I thought they were really good. I like them. We'll soon see how good they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to talk about Kane Brown's Kane Brown is like, obviously, <laughs> is breaking in a new look. Short pants and white sports socks tucked into his pants, you know, shorter than the socks and white tennis shoes. And it was kind of a cool look. I just texted texted my friend Matt Donahue, the fashion expert, to find out if this is really the new look or, you know, because Kane is a pretty cool dude. And I thought that he and Chris sounded great together. And if Kane is wearing this, it must be a new trend. I don't know. I think, you know, some of these trends are just, you know, uh, like, everybody's trying too hard. I don't know that that was a great look. I uh, thought it was kind of cool. But I thought that their voices were very similar in terms of, you know, as you said, if you heard them on the radio, could you tell who was who? No. Or who they were at all? No. Well, it's, you know, there aren't that many stylists anymore in country music. Used to be there was Merle Haggard. There was George Jones. Let's not date ourselves too Why? much. There Let's was the Bakersfield sound. There even were stylists. Tra- even Travis Trick. There was or- Hank Snow. <laughs> Webb Pierce. <laughs> little Jimmy Dickens. We're a little more contemporary than that. They really? were le- They were legends when we came into town, so we were so young. So who's a stylist nowadays? Uh, Chris Stapleton is a stylist. That's right. And Sturgill Simpson is a stylist. Is he considered country now? 
is. You know, he's getting ready to do this Quick big to movie. grab anybody they can that has any hip value. <laughs> That's right. And Jason Isabel. They call him country now, too. They call him country. And he's also doing this movie with uh, Sturgill Simpson. They're doing a Wait, let's uh, not go off Martin on a tangent. Let's, let's not go off on a tangent. Why? Who cares? We do because they have to get it edited tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, we are the Shady Ladies, and we are here talking about the Academy of Country Music 56 Award Show and uh, with a new host. And we're not socially, well, we're sort of socially distanced, but at least we're in the same room, we're which the last room. the last ACM Awards, we were hunkered down in the pandemic. Thomas Rhett has a really good voice. The first song was better than the second song, in my opinion. The second song was one of those forgettable songs. But he has a good voice, you know. I know he's a big to-do in country. I liked his father, frankly, Red Akins. I like them both, but, you know, I think that it, it, it what's shown me so far in watching the show is like a movement back to traditional country music. So that's kind of interesting to see. Well, yeah, everybody wants to get in that they're in country because, God forbid, they should confuse them with little Nas X. That's no, right. nobody wants to be confused. Then who was on next? Oh, Chris Stapleton. Uh, then Chris Stapleton, whom we both... With Miranda, and that was great in terms of, you know, I love the set. I love seeing them at the Bluebird. Yeah, that was great, but the song that Chris Stapleton sang sounded... It was reminiscent. Famous, more than reminiscent <laughs> of the band song, The Wait. Take a load off Granny, take a load for free... Now, maybe the chorus didn't sound that way, but the verses sounded that way. I mean, you know, it's very similar, I have to say, you know, in terms of it brought me right back to the band. But I was happy to hear it, you know. It was, it was a good rendition. It was a good memory of the band. But Chris Stapleton is such a great, he's like one of the only stylists in country music. I know. I love him as an artist, and I love Miranda, and she certainly seemed uh, happy to be there. Let's talk about uh, Maren Morris and Ryan Hurd. Uh, they're a really uh, good couple. I like them, and they sounded good. The song, you know, nobody sings songs like Tim and Faith sang or George and Tammy, you know. I mean, it's just... Well, no, they're singing their versions of their duets. they're singing their versions, which are... I liked him. I hadn't heard him before, and... He's uh, good. They sounded good together. They did sound good together, and obviously they're in love, very much in love and happy, and it shows... It shows in their presentation. Yeah. And it was the best I've ever seen her look on an award show. She looked really pretty. And he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Not that that matters in country music. Because look at the guys that have made it. I wouldn't say the history of country is handsome. <laughs> no, but, you know, There's George Strait and then there's everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy to see Lady A. I mean, I you know, I always liked them. They always had great songs, and she looks beautiful again, and I'm so happy to see her. I thought the backdrop was beautiful. Nashville looks so good. Yeah, Nashville I never looks- see that side of it, apparently. <laughs> because we're never down, we're never anywhere, because it's a god dang pandemic. The only thing I've seen is my backyard. <laughs> We don't get into trouble for the implication of Chris Stapleton. <laughs> Chris Stapleton, we love you. This show.
show looks good. For years, the ACM was always the underdog. And it was never as sophisticated as the CMAs. No, it was relegated to Knott's Berry Farm in California. <laughs> it was for the first few years. Then they moved up to Las Vegas. And Reba's a good host and she's funny. And now, I think they've presented a great show, truthfully. It looks really good to me. Oh, that yeah, Gabby Barrett yeah. has a Wait. great voice. I'm so impressed, and I was impressed when I saw her and her husband. guitarist husband when they played on the CMAs. I remember mentioning to you that I thought that she was really, really good. And, and she's I noticed, the best new female vocalist, yeah, I she, guess. And she deserves it. And uh, The Voice comes out with some winners, Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson. It wasn't and, The Voice, it was American Idol. It was American Idol, that's right. Okay. American Idol Enough comes out with some big winners. Enough. <laughs> and, I mean, she's really good. I'm impressed with her. Overall, I'm not overly impressed by the songs, and I can say it. And if, oh, yeah, you know, I agree. You know, Definitely. I'm just not overly impressed by the songs. There haven't been, there's no song like Somewhere With You that Kenny had that Shane McAnally wrote. There's no song like Casey Musgrave, Mary Go Round. You know, Miranda's song, Bluebird, was like one of the only big, huge, memorable songs, in my opinion. I agree. I'll tell you one thing. Dolly doing the commercial, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. She's so hip. Dolly is just eternal. She just goes with everything that's happening. Dolly is there. And she gave a million dollars to Vanderbilt for their vaccine research. And they're some of the people that came up with the vaccine. She's just, she's amazing. And when she sings vaccine to Jolene, everybody recognizes because her songs are so iconic. And those are the songs that will be remembered. Well, I have to say that Carrie Underwood and CeCe Winans was... Uh, the highlight of the show. Yeah, it was a really great performance from both of them. And um, Carrie looked beautiful. Carrie can just sing her ass off. I mean, she can just sing. She's incredible. And I thought that their song, their duet, was the performance of the night. It was the most emotional. Cece Winan has been a favorite. The first time I really paid attention to her was because of Whitney Houston, who just loved Cece Winan and used to bring her on all the time on her shows. And her voice is just really magical and yeah. different. And she's such a nice person, apparently. She's really, she was wonderful. So I truly enjoyed their duet. And I truly enjoyed Carrie and how passionate she was about what she was singing. I mean, she rocked it. She really did. Dan and Shay. I really like that song. Yeah, and, and I, I love like Dan their, and Shay. Yeah. Dan and Shay are fantastic. It took me a while to catch on to them, but when they came out with that song, Tequila, I was won over being a big tequila person, uh, which was fabulous and really made me pay attention to them. And I've loved all their songs. They just, that uh, guy. I thought that was a really good performance. It was really relaxed and easy. You know, they've done a lot of different kinds of, you know, looks and uh, approaches, you know, on TV and stuff, but... I like this kind of relaxed, more casual look. Yeah, they feel. were they were very relaxed. They're very comfortable on camera, more so than almost anybody else. And, and Eric Church, I really like his hair. I thought he looked great going gray. He looks very distinguished. I ju I think the show looks great, and I think that you know I almost forgot that 
uh, they were host to the show. It sort of flowed, you know, from one performance to another. And uh, when Keith Urban came up to introduce the Carrie Underwood segment, it was like, God, I forgot that uh, he was on the show. I think that the uh, sets have looked great. I mean, I think visually it's a really beautiful show. I was so excited to hear the Marfa tapes. And I really loved John Randall's voice because when we were at Asylum, we signed him there. He did a whole album. And uh, I liked the song. Yeah, it was a beautiful song. I, too, wanted to hear a little bit more of John because for the obvious uh, reason that he just stated, you know, we and signed And Jack him. Ingram is really good, too. I wanted to hear him. But it's like they're singing background for Miranda, and I guess because she's the star. Well, obviously, you know, I guess it's based on writing sessions that sort of evolved into a project where, you know, I'm sure there were moments maybe in the album where other one, you know, other people take the lead. But what a great opportunity for Miranda to have three big performance slots To open the show. The show. Then to sing with Chris Stapleton, and then this, and she, boy, she sounds really good. And she looks so beautiful in she every does. single She's performance. She's so radiant. Good for her. Yeah, good for Miranda. I'm happy for her. But I was a little disappointed. I, I'm kind of interested to hear how the rest of the album sounds, if any of them take the lead other than her. Well, I thought the Kenny Chesney performance was just really uh, wonderful. Kenny sounds fantastic. Kenny has ended up being like. Frank Sinatra of country music. He's such a crooner, and he sounds so different than anybody else. And, and I love the song. I love the song, too. I think Kenny wrote it, and he sounded great, and he looked like Kenny. And the footage was beautiful. You yeah, know, the footage from Maine was beautiful. And, and then, of course, it was so sad to see all the people that had passed, uh, but, you know, what a great song to do it uh, to, but... You know, I'm sad to see KT and uh, and it was Connie really Bradley. sad to see Connie Bradley, who we did a podcast with and who died unexpectedly a short time ago. It was heartbreaking to see Connie up there. You know, and so many people we worked with: Hal Ketchum, Jamie O'Hara, Jamie O'Hara. Really sad to see Jamie. Uh, then there was the uh, Brad Paisley Jimmy Allen duet. I like that. I like that Jimmy Allen. I, I like him, too. And I'll tell you, it was really a good song. And, you know, I have a lot of newfound respect for Brad because of the grocery store that they open for people that don't have money that can come in and buy whatever they need. Yeah, that's Really gave nice. me newfound respect for Brad. I've always really liked his wife. Oh, yeah, I was really happy for Carly Pierce only because she's managed by our friend Clint Iam. So I was so happy for Clint that Carly won. And she, she had a rough year with that divorce with Michael Ray and everything that happened. I think she had a rough year, and I think that this uh, reestablished her self-esteem. Nothing like winning an award. Nothing like winning a single of the year. Was yeah. that what it was, single of the year? Yeah. Yeah, I was very happy for her. Well, I thought it was great that they did the COVID commercial with everybody participating in that to get their are vaccination. We, we are on, as uh. usual. <laughs> and I thought it was great because, you know, unfortunately, oh, so, so many uh, apparent country fans might be hesitant to get the vaccine. But until they do, we won't be able to go back to big concerts. Well, I want to say that I think Ashley McBride is fantastic. I love hearing her sing. Her her melody is so uh, reminds me so much of uh, hit songs from the past. 
Oh, yeah, and she's a great singer. She's a great singer and a great writer. I think she's really, really good. And I this is the first time I've really uh, heard her that much. I don't know why, because she's been on tons of award shows before. But I think she's really come into her own. I love seeing Alan Jackson oh on the God, show. Oh, my God, Alan was so great. That and he song. looked really good. And... Um, it was very, you know, I love the song Drive Anyhow, but, you know, the new song about his daughters is certainly uh, very touching. You know, that song, uh, when, when Daddy Let Me Drive, was such a huge hit. And I remember the first time I heard it. I actually have the T-shirt from that song that oh. I wear all the time. It's a blue T-shirt with the car on it, and it says Alan Jackson Drive, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a great song. And the new song about uh, his daughter is really touching, too. And I've heard it on the radio, which kind of shocked me that, you know, radio played it. But Alan is Alan is just like, you know, Alan and Kenny are the senior statesmen of country music tonight on the show, without a question of a doubt. There's nobody else on there well, that carries very the good. presence and the weight that they do. Well, they've, they've you know, stood the test of time. And they they're have. both, you know, really great artists, very different, but... You know, Alan, of course, is so traditional, and, you know, Kenny represents, you know, another aspect of uh, energy for sure. Blake Shelton, The Voice. I don't it know, was nice to hear Austin. That was a nice song. And Blake it, is probably know. the biggest star on the whole show. He has just been catapulted into a celebrity range where, you know, people that don't listen to country music and stuff, everybody knows who Blake Shelton is because of his whole thing. Because he's on TV. Yeah, he's on TV all the time, and... It's like Barbara Mandrell used to be. Yeah. And and Blake has a great personality for Fabulous. it. You know, he's and he funny really and he's warm voice. and, you know, everybody likes him. How can you not, you know. Yeah, Blake is a huge star. Blake and Dolly are the biggest stars. Other than Kenny and. Alan. But they're, you know, <laughs> they are like the mainstays of country music. Leslie Jordan. Ah. How did he get on the show? I know a lot of people think he's funny and quirky. But, you know, they could have had, like, some country person on instead of him. But they always have to put people on, you know, to try to bring more audience in. And I well, I mean, it's not audience... like the guy's a massive superstar. I mean, he's a novelty for the moment. But it's interesting, you know, that a format that is so sometimes far right, you know, and, and lobbies aggressively against a lot of... Uh, LGBTQ. And, you know, and then... So what's the deal? <laughs> I don't know. But he's, you know, obviously people like him. And he was blown away to be on the show. Let's talk about Chris. No. Who are the Osborne brothers? Okay. I really like them. They're very authentic. They've never changed their stick. When the brother came out as being gay, I wondered if it was going to hurt their career. You know, knowing that the country audience is not normally overtly tolerant. But I don't think so. They're, you know, they have a great sound. I, I really like them. I like, I like them too. It's great to have, you know, a good band around. Yeah, they're really good, and they'll be around for a long time. I thought After- the Keith Urban uh, performance was uh, great. Yeah, Keith and is- I love the way the sets are looking. I really think that the show looks great. They have, you know, created really wonderful uh, backdrops and stuff. Yeah, the show has come such a long way. God, remember when they used to think that they had to have dancers? And remember when they would have these serious uh, country artists on and they would have these, you know, Vegas dancers dancing in the background. That's all changed now. 
Nobody has dancers. Nobody's doing choreographed shows. Well, Kenny and Kelsey did fantastically. First of all, she looked beautiful. It's the best I've ever seen her look on an award show. And she and Kenny, they were both so into the song. Kenny really, it's the best I've ever seen him sing a duet with somebody. He loves the song. And, of course, it's about Knoxville. And uh, they, it was very good. I really enjoyed their performance. I did, too. It was really Kenny's kind of song in terms of, you know, the whole, you know, melody of the song and, you know, his kind of storytelling and stuff like that when he does those kinds of songs. I really enjoyed it, and I did think Kelsey looked really beautiful. I loved her dress. Yeah, I loved her dress, too, and I loved her earrings. Well, I loved the um, Little Big Town performance. I loved the song. I thought it was very sassy. They looked great. They did, and uh, Jason said that it has 180 million streams already. Wow. And it's in the Billboard It's going to be one of those huge songs. They always come with these quirky songs every few years that just kind of... You know, become massive hits. Massive hits, and they sound so good together. Yeah, Little Big Town really nailed it tonight. I was very impressed. I was too. The Osborne brothers were phenomenal, closing out the show and opening up the show with Miranda and L. King singing that song, and then them closing. It was a very uh, well done show. I thought it was a beautiful show. I thought the uh, sets were great. I thought the sound was great. And I think that a lot of these shows have actually benefited from the lack of having to be in one place with an audience. I love this thing of having different locations and, you know, having the river as a backdrop, having the Opry House, the the, uh, Bluebird. I think it's actually more interesting than the kind of normal uh, awards situation because there are so many award shows now. I mean, not just music award shows, but movie award shows, TV award shows, and they all are basically the same. Somebody wins, they thank. This, I think, is a lot more interesting to have um, different locations. And it's the only one that's done it. Has the CMA done it, too? Yeah, well, everybody's doing it because of the pandemic. But I think it's something that, you know, even when they can go back to having, you know, a full audience, they should consider, you know, some, you know, we see that on like four or five award, you know, music award shows. It's the same show, the same songs, the same people in the audience, the same nominees. So it's really nice to kind of break it up. Maybe only two need to be with live audiences and others could be. Locations. Yeah, and this song had some 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 surprises to it also. I was shocked that they had the Osborne brothers take the show out, which I thought was really smart with a rockin' song like that. And then Luke Bryan won Entertainer of the Year, which Yeah, and that you was know. really good. He was very gracious. Mm-hmm. And he looked really good. And Marin Morris won female. Yep. She's had a big couple of years. She really has. Good I for think her. that she was um, overwhelmed by her success tonight. I think she was very grateful. Yeah. I think all the artists that are winning now are very grateful because, you know. It's better than losing. It's been a tough year for everybody. Hope you saw the award show so that our comments might make sense to you. But we certainly enjoyed uh, bringing our thoughts to the table. Thank you for tuning in to Shady Ladies of Music City. We had a lot of fun. This is the first show that Evelyn and I have done 
in the same room in about 14 months. All the shows that we did last year, she was at her house, I was at my house. I really had a lot of laughs tonight because we were all in the same room, looking at the same thing at the same time. So we hope you enjoyed it. Good night. Goodbye. Good night. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You be sure to subscribe, and we'll be sure to catch you off guard. So light one up and lighten up. Share and tell your friends. Then rate, review, and subscribe. Don't be quiet about this. We need you to tell everyone because why is someone going to listen to this? No one has any idea who we are. So it's up to you to get us known. It has to be a viral thing. It has to be a, uh, you know, word of mouth thing because we're putting our faith in your hands. We are. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.shadyladiesofmusiccity.com. Shady Ladies of Music City is recorded and produced in Nashville, Tennessee, and is presented by Monument Records. Executive producers are Jason Owen, Shane McAnally, and Katie McCartney. Our producer is Joel Beaver. Our theme song is written and performed by Robert Schaefers. He is also our engineer and editor.